0: What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. Uh, uh. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're In Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Uh. Not a whole lot. How you doing? Uh, yeah, fine. Great? Great. Dandy. Good. Wonderful. Having a good time? Always. Yeah, because I'm having a good time. Because how couldn't I? It's 2021. What a year, yeah? What a, what a, we're just over a week in. And who boy, what a year. It's been fun. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So just as a little recap, what's what's happening? What's kind of going on so far? Our 10 days or so into 2021. Uh, we're still well, in a pandemic. Yeah a, uh, yeah, a global pandemic caused by a novel coronavirus ravages the world. Some countries infection rates being made worse by the insidious disease known as ignorance. Huh. Hmm. That's yep. cool. Could be. Uh Pestilence. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. As as a result of this pandemic, people have lost their jobs and are unable to live the lives they are used to living, have had their health insurance ripped away from them, and are unable to feed themselves and their families, while a government has been hoarding resources for the very wealthy. Lions at food banks continue to grow. Famine. As of this recording... Well, what happened at the United States Capitol building on January 6th is at the forefront of everyone's mind. I'd rather not draw too much attention to the horseman that is starting to gallop faster and faster out of our peripheral and into the spotlight. But named or unnamed, he is galloping faster nonetheless. I think we know which horseman that is. Uh I'm not even going to say his name. I ain't playing that fucking game. But of course, they're all linked together by the rider that rules them all. The rider that sits atop the skinny, potentially skeletal, pale horse. And his name is Death. So this is where we've been. Practically an entire year of this bullshit with these assholes.
1: Yeah, you started a down path. What are you I doing did. here? It's a little,
0: it's a little <laughs> reflective. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. That's, I kind of did that. Kind of uh-huh. helped. Just want to talk about something. In that episode that we had done Is on that
1: apology?
0: topic, kind of, kind of, sort of, it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a, a maybe not one. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, we'll say it's an apology. Yeah, okay. we'll go with apology. That sounds fine. Yeah, because in, in that original episode we did, China was, had not confirmed if the coronavirus was transmittable between people yet. Oh, what a mm-hmm. cute time that was. That yeah, was cute. a fun time. Yeah, how great. Just, just totally fun. So yes, surprises around every corner, or rather, some extremely predictable events that most intelligent people saw coming around a very specific corner, while other, more obtuse people debate whether the corner even exists at all. Cool stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Well, in an attempt to aid its citizenry after months of obstruction, the United States government passed a coronavirus stimulus bill that was entangled in a larger spending bill, and like all spending bills, or really bills in general, they're full of a wide variety of things that take a backseat to the issues that the public is obsessing over, like, you know, surviving a pandemic. So, what else was put into this bill? One item had been brought to my attention. Okay. So, from, from said bill, it's included in part of the committee portion, um... It's entitled, Advanced Aerial Threats. Interesting. Does this ring any bells? Okay. All right. So this is the exact quote. So we're actually going to read. It's pretty exciting. We're going to read part of a government document. Just a little bit, but enough. I'm on the edge of my seat. You should be be thrilled. You should just be, Oh. Yeah. The commit, I I think that might change as I read it because it may, well, just, you know. Okay. This is 2020, well, I guess 2020, but going into 2021. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing that's in a government bill. The committee supports the efforts of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force at the Office of Naval Intelligence to standardize collection and reporting on unidentified aerial phenomenon, any links they have to adversarial foreign governments, and the threat they pose to U.S. military assets and installations. However, the committee remains concerned that there is no unified, comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomena, despite the potential threat. Zach, like, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, in this, make,
1: bureauc, in, bureaucratizing. I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. They want documentation we'll of aerial phenomenons to be... Uh, filed a
0: certain way. (laughs) Yeah. The committee understands, exactly, the committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds that the information sharing and coordination across the intelligence community has been inconsistent and the issue has lacked attention from senior leaders. Therefore, the committee directs the DNI, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and the heads of such other agencies as the director and secretary, jointly consider relevant to submit a report within 180 days of the date of the enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, also known as anomalous aerial vehicles, including observed airborne objects that have not been identified. Hmm. I'm going to keep going, because the committee further directs the report to include one. A detailed analysis of unidentified aerial phenomena, data and intelligence reporting collected or held by the Office of Naval Intelligence, including data and intelligence reporting held by the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Now, it's amazing I lived in a world where I didn't know that existed, that there was an Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. And now I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. Yeah.
1: How do you get assigned to that?
0: I don't know, man. I think I should apply. I can't. Yeah. What? I'd love to help. Yeah. I'll keep a secret.
1: Yeah. I'll file it properly.
0: Yeah. I'll help to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A detailed. anal. Wow. I was going to say analysis. That's not what that word is. Nope. A detailed analysis of unidentified phenomena data collected by geospatial intelligence Signals Intelligence, Human Intelligence and Measurement and Signals Intelligence. Number three, a detailed analysis of data of the FBI, which was derived from investigations of intrusions of unidentified aerial phenomena data over restricted United States airspace. A detailed description of an interagency process for ensuring timely data collection and centralized analysis of all unidentified aerial phenomena reporting for the federal government, regardless of which service or agency acquired the information. Number five, identification of an official accountable for the process described in paragraph four. just like a specific guy, maybe like a phenomenon czar who's like, interesting. Hmm. Identification of potential aerospace or other threats posed by the unidentified aerial phenomena to national security. I mean, you know, they could just say a way shorter name, but they're just not doing it. You know, they could just be three letters and we all know what that, but it's must be very official. national security and an assessment of whether this unidentified aerial phenomena activity may be attributed to one or more foreign adversaries. Identity number seven, identification of any incidents or patterns that indicate a potential adversary may have achieved breakthrough aerospace capabilities that could put United States strategic or conventional forces at risk. And in conclusion, number eight, recommendations regarding increased collection of data, enhanced research and development, and additional funding and other resources. The report shall be submitted in unclassified form, but may include a classified annex. So that's right. Huh. With the signing of the coronavirus bill, a 180-day countdown clock has begun to an unclassified report where the Pentagon and American intelligence agencies must show Congress everything they have collected on UFOs. Who had it? Why? But, all right. What? What? Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? I, I mean, it's a real document. Yep. What? Now, I know you remember, but other people may remember the declassified video was released in 2017, you know, but unofficially released earlier, where the Navy confirmed that, yeah, these videos and sightings are real, but we, at least I claim, have no idea what they are. Yep. I just watched those recently. Right? If you want to... Do you want to... Because I didn't... Like, describe this briefly to anyone who is not familiar with these videos. Well, there's... Yeah. Go ahead.
1: It's black and white because I think it's an infrared camera on the bottom of a jet. Yes. And they're tracking something. And it's, like, going across water and stuff, and it's super fast. And then in one I remember... The co-pilot? I don't know what they're called. I'm not a pilot. We'll go with it. The co-pilot, though, locks the target with the... whatever the tracking device is, and he's all pumped about it because it's going so fast. That's one of them, and there's three different ones. Then in another one, they're, like, tracking a single one, and the pilot or somebody says, like... Yeah, there's like a whole fleet of them over there or something like that. In one of them. But it's just yeah, just like a little of super fast moving thing and they they're like traveling crazy fast. I forget how fast cuz it shows it on like the jet instruments and everything. Or the right. video instruments.
0: And their, and their reactions is what makes it awesome because, again, like you, I'm also not a pilot, so that really doesn't mean much to me. But if they're freaked out about something in the sky and this is what they do, yeah. it's like, well, what is that then? That's a little concerning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm just placing that out there, that, that testimony, that classified briefing, that report, that waits for us in 2021. So, I mean, I can't predict the rest of 2021. I cannot predict the future. But if that's on the table— what else is on the table? But we don't. Who knows? We don't, we don't know. Well, some people have claimed to know the future. In fact, maybe one guy in particular has claimed to know a lot about the future. Um, Michel de Nostradam was born on the 14th or 21st, which I, of course I'll be, you know, take a, some affinity to that. Um, but usually it's the 14th of December 1503. But again, some sources may vary. In saint remy de provence which would become part of southern France. And from an early age, he claimed to have had visions that tormented him at night. His grandfather had changed the family name to hide their Jewish ancestry from the Inquisition, which was just an overall bad time that lasted around 300 years. It's not a great day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the family converted to Catholicism as well. Michel's grandfather instructed him in the family's Hebrew background and their teachings uh, connections with the stars. Science, medicine, and people's concept of the world, as well as the entire universe were changing rapidly and what would become the Renaissance. Now, eventually uh, eventually Michel de Nostradam, who of course would have his name Latinized to Nostradamus, would become a very progressive doctor or rather doctor adjacent as he did not receive his doctorate because he was expelled for previously being an apothecary which was forbidden by university statutes for whatever reason his background as an apothecary was like bad for a doctor which you i don't i don't understand but i just well, I don't put know. it in here yeah you know, it's you know he couldn't be a pharmacist even though he was a doc whatever you know whatever Mm-hmm. Despite this oversight, Michelle would go on to work alongside doctors to care for the sick. Doctors were definitely needed. The greatest fear of a Renaissance-era European town was of the plague taking hold, spreading from family to family. Michelle was apparently ahead of his time. He always checked to see if a town had clean water and that corpses weren't rotting in the street. You know, real revolutionary ideas. Yeah, I do that when I go the, to towns, too. Do you? Thank God, there's no corpses. Are there are corpses. Is your water clean? And other there corpses in the street? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Well, there was one guy. We poked him with a stick, but he was actually alive, so we left him alone. Now, the alignment of the moon and stars played a critical role in the proper preparation of medicine. You have to mix things under certain stars and things. Obviously, you know. And he invented his own rose lozenges. But perhaps the most outlandish of his concepts, medically speaking, was his belief in cleanliness and proper hygiene. He would always clean himself, and he would clean his patients. Yeah, which, you know, who does, you know? Right. Cleaning yourself? What's that that about? Now, one time, while he was away from home, traveling to protect and help treat people afflicted with the plague, his entire family was killed by it. Not, a, not yeah. a good thing. Bad bad day. Bad time, right. The tragedy pushed him into himself, and he embarked on a pilgrimage to learn about the world as well as avoiding being questioned by the Inquisition. His medical prowess and communal respect took a hit. After all, he had become known for helping patients suffering from the plague, but was unable to help even his own family. It's a bum rap. Mm-hmm. During his travels, he went to Italy, where he kneeled at the feet of a monk, a monk whom he predicted would become pope. The monk did, in fact, become pope. He then went to Greece, Turkey, and Egypt, perhaps seeking out ancient knowledge centers told to him by his grandfather. Now, when our guy returns to France in 1550, he brings with him many tools of divination and began scribbling away writing Farmer's Almanacs in which he included predictions of the future. Since this was a thing, he was now fully embracing. A slight aside, as far as his family life goes, eventually he remarries and has six children. So even though he lost a wife and two kids, he eventually got married and had six kids. So, you know, Renaissance era, maybe that evens out, you know. Sure. Yeah, but I'm sure there other people they're related to may not have felt the same way or the people who died from the plague, but he was able to move on. With modern forms of printing just having reached that part of France, Nostradamus made a good chunk of change selling these bad boys. His almanacs were a hot commodity. He liked making money. Okay. That's a thing people do. Yeah. So, on to the future sing. During the night, Nostradamus would focus on his visions. He would fill his lair, and I mean, I feel pretty confident calling it a lair. Let's see, was he had a lair? Okay. With uh, several candles, and then filled a brass bowl with water, and waving a special wand over the water, he would quote, "Open the veils of time." End quote. Now, do you want Nostradamus to talk to you?
1: Yeah, probably. All right. I don't see why not. Because
0: I'm gonna let no- i am gonna let Nostradamus. Uh, describe the rest in his own words, the wand and the imagine it with a French accent. i can 't do that, so just pretend. okay. Everyone use your imaginations. Oh, I think I did a French accent on this podcast once before, and I will not do that again. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> uh, well, there was nothing involved in that little impersonation. Oh man, if I hmm, I will not do that. The wand in the hand is placed in the middle of the legs of the tripod. He sprinkles both, and he's talking like the third person. He sprinkles both the hems of his robes and his foot with water. A voice. Fear. He trembles in his robes. Divine splendor. The gods sit down beside him. Nostradamus, 1555. Now... Allegedly, this would induce a trance, and then flood Nostradamus' mind with various takes of the future. After zoning out, sometimes as long as two hours, he would return to his mortal coil and see before him a four-line poem, a quatrain, that he had written. Once he published his first collection in 1566, I feel that's too long. Oh, uh, collection. sees posting them in his almanacs. Yeah, we will stick with it. Famous people began requ- requesting horoscope readings and other predictions. No, I think it was supposed to be 56, now that I'm looking at it. Again, it's different to 10 years. is 500 years ago. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, kings, queens. Everybody was super pumped about what he was up to. Allegedly, he predicted three of the queen's children would die, and they did. Our seer seems to like money. I don't think he killed those kids to make the prophecy come true. I just thought of that as I was reading it. <laughs> three of your kids will die oh my god they did crazy how that works out <laughs> crazy is he's holding a bloody Life. knife <laughs> wild all right well here's your here's your here's your check thanks i'll take it thank you <laughs> prophecy fulfilled oh my god yeah but again definitely our, our seer, he likes his money, okay? Definitely, probably, totally not at all in any way a motivating factor for any of his predictions. You know, I'm sure he's just doing out of the goodness of his heart and just seeing the future. Now, let's throw a proverbial wrench into the mix of this tale. This may shock you, but some pesky historians doubt his soothsaying abilities. Huh. They might not believe well, What do this. they know? I don't, yeah, maybe not a lot. Definitely not the future, I guess. Some people believe that he used, and I love just that, some people believe, I mean, I put that there, but I still like saying it. (laughs) Some people believe that he used historical precedent to make his predictions instead of divine magic. Can you believe that? Basically, he plagiarized, I mean, borrowed from several end-of-the-world texts with a biblical base and prophecies made by people decades or even centuries before himself without stating as such. One major source for his prophecies appears to be the Mirabilis Liber, a collection of biblical prophecies that goes back as far as the year 1000. But he allegedly combined several other varying works as well. I guess that kind of copying was common back in those days. That's, I guess that's what I read since the people, you know, you just, it's all new. You're copying words. Like, it's just kind of. Nobody could read I, it I anyways. pictured it. Yeah, I pictured it kind of like in the 50s when everybody was like covering like the same songs, you know, just like, yeah, yeah we're just going to play all the same shit in our own way, you know, which I guess that, I guess, there, I mean, there wasn't that many rock and roll songs back in the day, so they all had to play the same songs. I guess it makes sense. Not a lot of stories back in the day, just kind of copy each mm-hmm. other and spread it around. Yeah. I mean, he was basically like a Wikipedia for prophecy, kind of, according to these scholars. Again, he either used the stars and water magic to come to his conclusions, or mirrored prophecies that already existed that may have fell out of people's memories. Or maybe he used his vast library of occult texts to practice bibliomancy. What is bibliomancy? I have no idea. That's incredible. Okay, do you have any books on hand? This no. with, any 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 books? Nothing by you? Nothing <clears throat> behind you? Nothing? Do I see a book? I don't see a book. Damn it! I do have a book. Any random book. Doesn't matter what kind. Got one. Okay, we're gonna do some bibliomancy.
1: Okay. Yeah. This okay. Would be okay. Interesting.
0: All right. Now, basically, I'm gonna have you. I could have made up a question, but um, just like. Just, like, ask a question. I don't know. Just, like, whatever, anything you're pondering. Just think of a random question. Uh, We're going to see how this works out. It's totally random. doesn't matter.
1: Okay. What am I going to have
0: for lunch tomorrow? Okay. This will work out. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Now open up that book and flip to a random page. And with your eyes closed, point to the page. And then, now open your eyes, and is there words on that page? There are. Beautiful. And then, is your finger kind of by a paragraph or by, like, a sentence or whatever? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Read that sentence.
1: It should therefore come as no surprise that after perhaps thousands of years of purposeful evasion, the Dark Watchers have developed and perfected many unusual skills of avoidance, all of them calibrated to help secure their total freedom of movement.
0: Congratulations. You're a bibliomancer. It doesn't sound like you're eating lunch tomorrow. It sounds like you're not eating lunch. It sounds like it's a mystery, and you're not eating lunch.
1: Huh. Oh, man. But the dark postures will watch me. <laughs> not eat way. lunch.
0: Not eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what. The... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Bibliomancy. That's amazing.
1: That's pretty cool, I, I guess.
0: Right. <laughs> right. It's all. It almost reminds. I mean, it's in a way. Well, it's not the same, but it's just a, you know, it's a fun, fun little game you play. Learn about the universe. Um. One method of bibliomancy involves balancing a book in its spine and letting it fall, reading whatever is on the page that is revealed when it opens. Now, some people use dice to determine the page to read from. Since sometimes books are bent, if you've been reading a book specific ways, it's always going to fall to one page. Mm-hmm. So you use the dice to kind of pick out, um, you know, the page number. Now, I don't know about you. But bibliomancy seems like how Ouija boards should work. I mean, if you really want to have some fun, gather with a group of friends or have like a Zoom chat with your buddies. Assemble your most profound, mysterious, favorite books. Dim the lights. Set the mood by lighting some wicks. And start asking questions of each other and the universe. And then just flip to random pages in books and see what it tells you. Okay. I was pretty happy about coming across that, by the way. I was real pumped.
1: Yeah, I don't... no matter which book, there was only two by me that I picked. We were going to get something interesting out of it, because I mean, the other was, book is the the biography of Annalisa McKell.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, what would that book have had to say about you eating lunch tomorrow? Know, it would have been terrifying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just a little literal quote from a demon, like "Oh yeah. fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> like "Oh shit!" Okay. Yeah, like, all right, well, that doesn't sound very delicious. Oh my God. But yeah, regardless of how Nostradamus came to these predictions, he wrote one thousand of these quatrains that he split into ten arrangements of a hundred each, which he called centuries. Yeah, it's a lot of going on there. His mm-hmm. almanacs were published all throughout his life, and the omnibus of his prophecies were published after his death, and the world has been fascinated with them ever since. It's true. Okay. So which prophecies have people gravitated towards, and generally speaking, if you just go with his prophecies, which ones have people believed to be true? Well, I'm going to read you some of these guys, okay? hmm They're translated from the France. I don't speak the France. You don't speak France. I speak the England. I don't speak the France. Mm-hmm. All right. The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. Now, based on that, of course, it's basically impossible to guess what specific instance this is supposed to be referencing. But since this was one he had made when he was alive and the prophecy came true during his lifetime... People were able to deduce that they assumed, again, they figured, it was Henry II because he was a contemporary of Nostradamus and someone he knew. Henry was killed in a jousting match by a younger competitor. The joust had splintered through the eye hole in his helmet and skewered him behind the eye. He um, died of infection ten days later in his bed. So, younger battle, younger, mm-hmm. younger guy, field the combat, uh, pierced him through a golden cage, kind of his gear, Mm -hmm. and then he died a cruel death. Huh. Let's see. Okay, good, it is four. All right. So then this brings us to the, uh, the next one. From the enslaved populace, songs, chants, and demands. While princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will, in the future by headless idiots be received as divine prayers. And the translation says by headless idiots, but it could very well be, be in the future will be, mm-hmm. oh, these will in the future will be held captive by headless idiots, which that's even that's prophetic too, because this was predicting the French revolution in 1789. So princes and lords captured mm-hmm. by future, by headless idiots, because a lot of people who captured them would eventually get guillotined as well, because the guillotine was all over the place. Yep, they guillotined and the, a lot of people. They really did. Which is why when people want the guillotine to come out, once the guillotine's out, it ain't going away. It's going to come for everybody. It's hungry. Mm-hmm. All right, another one. The, uh, the blood of the just will commit fault at London. Burnt through lightning of 23's the 6th. The ancient lady will fall from her high place. Several of the same sect will be killed. This was evidently the Great London Fire of 1666, which had started at a bakery. And 23 is the sixth. If you multiply 3 times 20, you get the 666, don't you? I think that's how that works out, right? No?
1: What? 3 times 20 is
0: 60. That is 60. And (laughs) then lightning... I know. I... (laughs) decided not to write down the um the logic of the math involved okay. but somehow the tw- 20 23s so 23s so 20 times 3 would be 60 the 6 which that makes it the 666 okay sure but anyways again nostradamus logic okay mm-hmm. all right that was one of them that one and even like there's like even some people like this one's kind of a stretch but i guess we're fucking going with it like okay (laughs) sure thing guys Uh all right this is another one um again the lost thing is discovered hidden for many centuries pastor will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure this is when the moon completes her great cycle but by other rumors he shall be dishonored so he discovered something that was hidden for many centuries. They say this quatrain is for Lewis Pasteur. Again, Pasteur is kind of how it's you know spelled, but it's pronounced Pasteur. And he discovered micro- microbial decay. So hidden for many centuries, mm-hmm. the microbes kind of get into it. Then the moon was up doing things. Might have been a full moon or whatever, you know. Okay. Lewis Pasteur, okay. So he pasteurized things. Basically, yep. Yeah. All right, so we're moving right along, and that year... Oh, I didn't write the year down for that. That sucks. It was later. It was after the last one (laughs) and before the next one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Here are two quatrains. From the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the east. There's another quatrain, similar topic. Beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. I mean... I think I know what that one is. Yeah, who do you think that's about? I don't know. Probably something fine. Yeah, probably not Adolf Hitler, right? Yeah. Not that guy. Hister, Hitler. Mm. Yeah. Right. A lot of people think it's a mis... Like when he looked into the future, he just spelled history. Like he just confused Hitler and other people are just like, I don't think that's what that is at all. <laughs> I mean, it could <laughs> go either way. I don't know. I, I, again, yeah, Nostradamus. Yeah, it could be either. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Got some nor. Got some. Got some nor. Got some more near the gates and within two cities, there will be scourges like of which was never seen, famine within plague people put out by steel crying to the immortal god for relief now you can see we're getting into the contemporary times so you may be able to try and guess what some of these represent what do you think that one's about just off the top of your head just wild guesses I mean you're basically you could basically do what people have been doing for centuries what do you think that means uh the fall of
1: Rome no that's too that's the wrong way in history no it's, Um, it's a
0: different direction sure
1: the great depression in the
0: 1920s close um, I'll give you the, the hints are um, near the gates and within two cities and I mean you said famine with plague put out by the steel but this is accredited to um, the dropping of the atomic bombs mm. on Hiroshima and Nagasaki by the United States um, famine within plague people put out by steel steel of course would be the war naturally yeah. and um, the gates within the two cities a scourge they've never seen and then after of course they were bombed I mean, they were. There was a famine. Food was not scarce. It was at post-war, bad stuff. Sure, it wasn't So good. there's, the two atomic bombs. Okay, right. another one. The great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt and an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. Conflict that reams London and a pestilence in Tuscany. There's a lot going on there. Uh-huh. And the actual prophecy basically just, the people's interpretation of the prophecy basically ignores like that last line about London and pestilence in Tuscany. They just kind of just, they're like, ah, it's for well, some reason. Some the parts not that got my
1: because. attention.
0: Right. So if you ignore those, a great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. These are. Um, predict. This is predicting the deaths of two brothers, John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. Thunderbolt is, of course, the bullets because, of course, it would be mm-hmm. um, evil deed foretold. So who knows the premonitions or you know maybe John F. Kennedy talking about the stuff, about the the bad stuff, the secret societies. Yeah. Bear of petition, maybe it was like a speech or something, and then Bobby died. Um, nighttime. How did he die? He was assassinated, too. He was assassinated, too. Yeah, a lot of people who were talking about stuff just got blown away during that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody who tried to enact any real change? Huh. Hmm. Interesting. All these lone gunmen. What are they? Yeah, there's so many lone gunmen all by themselves. Coincidence. Anyways. Yeah, crazy. Anyways. Just a turbulent time. Speaking of uh, of turbulent times, earth-shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then, Erthusa will redeem, will redden a new river. Hmm. Two great rocks. I have no idea. Two great rocks, and tremors in the new city. And then the, through- the earthquake of San Francisco. That would make sense, but the earth shaking, at least as far as the prophecy goes, are from when the two great rocks fall and collapse on September 11th, 2001. Oh. and then Arethusa doesn't matter. it doesn't really factor in, but like right in a new river. I interpreted this as perhaps you know that the new river would be like the wars that are coming, maybe again. But this is—I mean—they basically ignore that part too and just focus on the the, um, the rocks falling, and um, you know, two great rocks will fall for a long time. Will war? I'm pretty sure I wrote that down right. Doesn't matter. It's translated from French, from France. But the the two rocks definitely. Uh, did I did I even copy that one right? Nah, that's fine. But that's not eleven. The point is those rocks are coming down. There's a war in us, and new city is New York City. You know, earth shaking, okay. collapsing. Again, yep, mm-hmm. Nostradamus stuff here, right? Nostradamus stuff. This is, yeah. what, this, is what you, this is what people do here with Nostradamus. They have a lot of fun. Um, the next one is, the great city will be laid to waste. Not even one inhabitant will remain. Walls, women, churches, and virgins are violated. People will die by knife, fire, plague, and gunshot. This is supposed to reference the attacks going on in Baghdad during the Iraq War of 2003. What? Yeah. The great city will fall. Inhabitants will not remain. Walls will be destroyed. Churches, virgins are violated. A lot of bad stuff going on. Yeah. Well, again, right. These are the reactions you should be having. Because I think you get the idea here. Like most Nostradamus predictions, you just squint. And go, what? Okay. I mean, you probably could get deeper readings by busting out some bibliomancy, but... Either extremely profound or utter nonsense is kind of how these things tend to go. Um, that is the crux of Nostradamus' predictions. You can really make them whatever you want. I mean, that being said, oh, I guess I'll wait for that for just a second. Um, but, yeah, I, I almost even wanted to, What um, I'm probably, well, I say probably, but, like, it'd be fun to, because um, you can like there's like a $2 Kindle book of just like his straight prophecies with like barely any explanation of what they are. I would just love to dive in and be like, what the fuck is this? I'll decide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this. Right. I mean, cause all those things, it's just all you do. They're just taking things out of the news and like, like big events, like not little, like this is what this is. Oh, okay. Cause this this just happened. So that's what this must be. Okay. We figured yeah. it out. This means that, right. I mean,
1: it just sounds like you, you pick things that are, convenient and they don't actually have to make
0: sense exactly no it's four lines and you decide to exp- have make, write like a whole narrative about what these things could possibly mean with wildly different interpretations by different people so it's like hmm right it's okay that's kind of Nostradamus's prophecies like we get okay. the, we get the gist of how they get addressed how they're doing that being said what do people think is heading our way, according to the prophecies of Nostradamus, in 2021? Money. <laughs> money. Yeah. To, uh, get some bucks. Well, here, I'll read some. It's not and money, then, is it? <laughs> no, it's not, his first thing wasn't everyone gets lots of money. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably not happening. All right, well, I'll read some, and then we'll we'll see if we can draw the same conclusions as yearly-horoscope.org. Many other news articles link this website for these future predictions of 2021, so I figure I will do the same and spread them along to you and all of our loyalists. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good, huh? (laughs) Pretty great. (laughs) Okay. This is one of the quatrains. Few young people, half dead to give a start. Dead through spite, he will cause the others to shine. And in an exalted place, some great evils to occur. Sad concepts will come to harm each one. Temporal, dignified, the mass to succeed. Fathers and mothers, dead of infinite sorrows. Women in mourning, the pestilent she-monster, the great one to be no more, all the world to end.
1: It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like no. free
0: money. It does not sound like free money. It sounds like not quite in the same family of ideas as free money. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> no. Um, any particular guesses before I tell you what the, uh, what the translation of this may be? Again, free reign to just go wild because that's what happens with these. You just go wild. I mean,
1: I don't know what it would tie to, but it sounds like I mean, you know, I don't watch the news that much or anything like that, so sure. to me, it sounds like somebody full of themselves is going to do something bad, and it's going to infect affect a lot of people that thought more highly of them than they did of themselves. These are all...
0: Yeah, this is a good interpretation. But the I don't know what kind that of along this goes to. Yeah. Well, let's see. The Great One. Women in mourning. Masses succeed. Half dead to give a start. There was like a spite suicide was, in there, though. Kind of, right. Dead through spite, right. Exactly. Which you could read that. I, well, I would read that as to, you know, like, just to get somebody. Revenge. Just to, you know, like, you fuck yeah. with me, I'm going to fuck with you. And then that will cause the others to shine, so like revenge makes other people better. I mean, Not you can typically. just do whatever you want with these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you like to hear what they thought that meant? What they decide this means? Yearly-horoscope.org. Sure. Lay it on me. That um, that will um. That this means that what is coming is a zombie apocalypse created by Russian scientists. Hell yeah, I'm into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's I mean go. if we wanna
0: dive in if we wanna dive into that, I mean maybe it's a virus um you know that escaped the thawing permafrost. You always hear about the permafrost wait the shit's coming up that's been how frozen do they for get centuries to that, though. Helicopters or <laughs> but
1: how... um So somebody's I... gonna Putin is yeah. gonna
0: spite kill the world with zombies? Basically, I mean, half dead to start. I feel like they really like to get on that half dead part. They really they're like, ah, this is zombie time. (laughs) So yeah, half, half, half dead zombies, um, fathers and mothers dead of infinite sorrows because they're sad about what's coming, women and mourning the great one to be no more all the world to end. Who is the great one? Dwayne Johnson, the rock. (laughs) The great one will be no more. That can't be true. Temporal dignified, which means dignified through time. And then the mass succeed. succeeded. Mass is capitalized as like a church. Something to do with the church. The again, mass? Would, yeah, that'd be a capitalized. Uh, like a... Uh-huh. And then exalted place, some great evils to occur. There's a lot going on, but zombie apocalypse spurred on by Russian scientists. All right, so is this another one? This is another one. After great trouble for humanity, a greater one is prepared. Which that already is not great. No. Don't like it. Nope. Not a fan. It's a great like free mover. It is not free money. I mean, we we're, let's, we need to look deep for the free money. Yeah. On Nostradamus, when's the free money coming? Who's my two thousand dollars? That is actually my money that I should just give back because things are terrible. Can I just? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? The Great Mover, this is capitalized, by the way. i read the whole thing. After great trouble for humanity, a greater one is prepared. The Great Mover renews the ages. Rain, blood, milk, famine, steel, and plague. Is the Heaven's Fire scene a long spark running? In the Heaven's Fire scene, a long spark running. This makes sense to me. As opposed to, I read something before and they had taken a chunk out of this, but this is what connects to it. Okay. All right. So, what do you think? Yeah, you know, what do you think is going on here?
1: I mean, for that one, I can make a claim for an asteroid hitting the Earth.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's what they decided. But they kept saying, like, the asteroid, they kept breaking up, like, when I was reading it, um... They kept breaking up. Um, is the heavens fire scene like it was a separate part? I mean, so I was like where's the rest of it? And I was like, it's up here because there's a lot of bad things in that one in those four lines, man.
1: I mean, it actually sounds like uh, which one would that be? A storm of swords, the uh, third book in the Ice and Fire saga. There you go. Because yeah. you have the the red comet in the sky, and the war and. Uh, pestilence and all that stuff. So it's from a fantasy that's pretty, novel. That's what it is.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, just looking at the current yeah, an asteroid. So yeah, you know, maybe an asteroid is coming. Yeah. With excessive rain and blood and then milk, famine, steel. I mean, the milk, could, you know, it's just, get some milk. <laughs> Here's some milk for your famine. <laughs>
1: Here you go. Sucker. Here you see.
0: Somebody whips a gallon, somebody whips a gallon of 2% of your fucking head and it bounces off. (laughs) As you're sick with the plague plague drowning as the asteroid's coming down. Drink up, bitch. What? (laughs) Calcium. It's good for your bones. Yeah. But also, just in that sentence, I mean, famine, steel, plague. Those definitely sound like three specific horsemen to me. Sure does. Moving. Yeah, well, you know, moving along. The sloping...
1: Yeah, go ahead. So, just world encompassing war, and then an asteroid's going to
0: hit us. It's, it just sounds like a giant metal finger. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck this. All right. The sloping park, great calamity. Through the lands of the West and Lombardy, the fire and the ship, plague and captivity, Mercury and Sagittarius, Saturn fading. Any clue what that could be? Something
1: to do with a mountain on the let's yeah. say east or west.
0: Uh the lands of the west.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be a big earthquake and California's gonna fall off
0: the side of the continent. I mean I mean you nailed that one. That's Did exactly I? what that one is. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what that one. You knew that you knew that California earthquake was coming. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. I mean <laughs> like that would I mean, this is easy yeah. I mean it's not easy, but it's kinda of easy. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right, exact yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, and because Mercury and Sagittarius, Saturn fading, evidently on November 25th, 2021. They decided to date this earthquake, by the way, so that's cool to look forward to. Good. November 25th, 2021, that's when Mars and Saturn will be in that position in the sky. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, okay. Maybe I predicted it. I won't. Now... Unfortunately, I was diving pretty hard, but maybe this is the revelation we need to make. None of Nostradamus's predictions... I was going to say prophecies, and I changed the predictions as I was <laughs> talking. <Prodictions>. Prod- predictions. Predictions. <laughs> None of Nostradamus' predictions or prophecies foretell the coming of extraterrestrials on Earth. But again, that just means maybe we need to look for
1: that one. I mean, maybe that, maybe that thing falling out of the sky is not an asteroid. Maybe it's a UFO.
0: Maybe it is a UFO or an unidentified... Uh, never, I can't even remember the actual... Aerial phenomenon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. UAT? Yeah, that's what we will call it. Fine. That's cool. It's 2021. The UATs now. Government said so. And which it's like always good just to listen to your government. Now, I am not a Dame scholar. I might shock everyone listening. But it seems the news cycle really dominates his writings. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, what's in the news? Oh, now it's a Nostradamus prophecy. Like, we, I get it. I, I understand. hmm So perhaps the best thing to take away from Nostradamus' writings aren't what they say about the future, but what they say about us as a society, our hopes, our fears. You know, what do we read into these things? It says more about us than the prophecies themselves. And I... Do long for a simpler era where the biggest conspiracies we had to deal with were what people thought of a man's visions about his future from 500 years ago. I mean, I remember 9-11, people were all about Nostradamus. Like in Mm -hmm. high school, just talking about what he was up to. Like that was a conspiracy that a man 500 years ago predicted two planes would fly into these buildings in New York. A town that didn't even exist yet. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well... That being said, in a book of quatrains and interpretations called Nostradamus, the complete prophecies of the future, I found this, um, I found this, what I'm about to tell you, author Mario Reading dates this quatrain as happening in 2016. Now, the version of the book I have appears to have been released before the 2016 election, Some of his prophecies predict what would happen if Hillary became president. I'm like, well, this man did not see into the future far enough to see what was happening here. (laughs) Uh, That was not a reality we were getting. Um, But -hmm. anyway, so that kind of dates it. So I know that election has not happened yet. Okay. He interprets uh, what I'm about to read to you as some kind of ecological disaster. Again, it's dated for 2016. But it may be even more prophetic and ominous than that. And again, it's what this man, he thinks might have been set to happen in 2016. Okay. Scythes in the mill run, joining towards Sagittarius in its high mill chorus of exaltation, plague, famine, and death through war. The century approaches. It's remaking. Don't like it. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Yeah, I guess so. For better or worse, how will... What is that? Huh? 2021, baby. I guess we get to find out. So it's, it's it's fine. Maybe, so that's, that's, maybe yeah, that's, that's
1: the free money one.
0: Maybe it'll, yeah, it'll remake us when we get our universal basic income. And then we're replenished as a society. I was thinking more for just me. Oh, uh, well, you know, that's... Nostradamus did have just you specifically in mind when he made prophecies. Yeah, that's why I understood them all so easily. And I hope (laughs) Zach gets some money. He knows what I'm speaking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He knows the rhymes I'm spitting. He's got this down. Yep. Some guy
1: sitting in a basement. 600 years. 500. Something. Send some change. He'll get it. He'll
0: figure it out. Yeah, He'll know. And, um... A lot of the reasons, well, it's said why he would write, because if they found out that he was predicting the future too accurately, I mean, this is just a nice little workaround, he would be, of course, punished by the church and the Inquisition. So he had to write in different languages and different codes. And that's why sometimes some of the things he writes don't make sense. Sure. I mean. Sure thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. We'll never know. And isn't that a fun place to live? hmm Could be.
1: I mean, at least we don't live during the Inquisition. That'd be a bad time.
0: Yeah, that would not be good. Hopefully that's not a part, and a new Inquisition isn't a part of maybe that's remaking the that new, that's being
1: talked about. Maybe that's the, oh, God. the remaking. It's the, God, the reformation God, the of the Catholic Church into a, a new age where they, you know, bring back the Inquisition. And all the torture and all the fun stuff. And then you get the, the milk thrown at your head. and
0: Yeah. bop. there yeah. comes a UFO. Is that an asteroid? Nah, man. Those are aliens. It's time now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Yep. They've aligned themselves with the Catholic Church. And all of the nation's largest militaries have joined their forces. And it's just a it's a global takeover. A new century approaches. But, I mean, what the hell? But yeah, Nostradamus, what lies ahead? Yep. Guess we'll find out.
1: Sure will. Only time will tell.
0: (laughs) Only time will tell. Yeah, tick tock, only time will tell. Well, if you've got time to tell, email me at weirdandfreepodcasts at gmail.com. If you've got interpretations of Nostradamus' prophecies, I'm sure we'd love to hear them. Because I mean I good luck. Or if you wanna tell us how much fun you're having being a bibliomancer solving all your life's problems, I would like to know a lot about that as well. Yeah, me too. On the Instagram, the Facebook, Patreon.com slash Weird and Feared, support the show, listen to Behind the Veil. Um if you listen to last week's there's a pretty intense conversation about street sharks. I think just this throwing that out there, you might want <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there that. was. Ah, uh, hell yeah there was. And then uh yeah, above all else, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.